Hello and welcome to the Your Own Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everyday challenges that we all come up against and how to get support. This episode, we are going to be talking about digital inclusion and exclusion. And joined with me for this episode is Bo. Hello again. Hello again. How are you, Bo? Yeah, pretty solid. So seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm feeling probably about seven, maybe eight. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, also joined with uh, with uh, me and Bo is Gary. Morning. How are you guys? Yeah, we're all good. How are you, Gary? Good. I'm a solid six today. Six. Okay. Okay. We're gonna we, we'll get that up by the end of this. Yep. Well, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think we should probably just crack right into it. We're going to be talking about digital skills and how they're essential um, in the modern world, in the world we live in today. And uh, But first, we are going to get into the news. So, uh, Bo, do you have any uh, news you want to share? Um, yeah, there's a bit of, um, <clears throat> there's a bit of hubbub <laughs> uh, so this week. It's um, a cost of living payment being rolled out. All right. Um, it's going to be super, super, super handy soon as these uh, bills are racking up big time. Um, but it's being rolled out between the uh, eight, like anywhere between the 8th and the 23rd of November. So, and it's a, it's a not, not, not a bad little chunk of change. Mm-hmm. 324 squidlies. No, I, I think I got my payment this morning. So, um, oi, oi. yep. So, uh, do you think you'll be getting that? Yeah, I, I hopefully should be, and um, I'm gonna chuck mine straight onto my electric. I like, I don't use too much gas. My my shower's electric. Everything is electric. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't really have any. Don't really use too much gas, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm probably gonna be doing the same, even though we've got a bit more of the uh, southern electric kind of winter payment going in. But I'll, I'll probably use I'll, mine. Will probably go towards food wise. You know, mm-hmm. so just kind of stuck up the shelves, stuck up the fridge, and uh, and and such like that. Uh, what about you, Gary? Um, are you going to be getting your three hundred and twenty-four? Got it. I've got it. I've got it, and I've sort of slapped it all on Christmas presents and gas and everything. So, nice. hunky dory. Nice. And uh, so, Gary, do you do you have uh, any news that you want to share with us? Yep, I do. Um, the NHS nurses and are going on strike, which I'm ha- happy for them because they deserve the pay rise they all want. Because yep. um, I know people who work in the NHS, and no offence to them, they work hard and they all deserve a pay, a pay rise because they're so underpaid for what they do. Yep. Is And especially during COVID, they were a hard and sort of as during COVID times. They were brilliant, and no offence, they should get any bonuses they deserve. Agreed. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. I I kind of feel you there because I used to actually work for the NHS. You know, I I started working for my local hospital uh, at the start of COVID, so I'm doing twelve hour shifts on wards, and since I'm 
working on the bank. So I'm working for ward to ward to ward. And it was not, it's not really the best time to kind of start. But it was a challenge. And obviously, yeah, you know, we all worked really, really hard. We, you know, we had challenging patients, but we had really, you know, kind of uh, simple patients, you know, very kind and uh, friendly patients that we had. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, a round of applause isn't, you know, it, it, it is good. You know, they, they acknowledged us during the, during the time, but I think a pay rise would have been, would have been, um, would have been great as well. So I hope that the nurses and all the members of uh, the NHS do obviously get their pay rise. I think they deserve it. Amen. Uh, amen to that. So, and um, obviously, I think my little news item uh, is in our local news, uh, your own place. Celebrated their ninth birthday uh, on the 28th of October. So that was two weeks from when we were recording this. So nine years of your own place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously, without without you know Rebecca, Emily, you know, both Jesses, you know, and all the other members of uh, Yop staff, and you know, all past and present, we wouldn't be here doing this. So. I would. I just. Want, I would just like to say thank you for the opportunity, and I would just like to say, you know, thanks for all the memories, and hope to make many more. You know, I. I don't. I don't do the emotional stuff, but I just felt like that was just appropriate. Um, and obviously, if anyone has any experience or stories that they would like to share with us uh, about cost of living, housing, homelessness, finances, uh, please see the description box down below for, uh, on how to get in touch and uh, so um, obviously with the news in mind where we're going to get straight into the main topic of today which is all about digital inclusion exclusion and uh, digital skills so obviously we are now living in a time where technology is everywhere it's being used pretty much in all walks of life now Everyone's moving from, you know, from paper and pen and paper to digital, you know, devices from smartphones, computers, tablets, technologies everywhere. Um, you know, we, we, we use it for our shopping. You know, I, I use it for I use it for my shopping where I use Amazon quite a lot. I'm pretty sure you two do as well. Do you guys use Amazon quite a bit? And use it for shopping. I dabble. <laughs> if you know and again. Like one of those people that can't get a package every week or Oh no, no, nothing like that. I, no. I um I do most of my shopping like grocery shopping online. So I'm uh I'm definitely down with the shopping online part. <laughs> what about you, Gary? Do you do shopping online or do you I if I need to do a big bulk shop, I use Iceland, no online shopping. Because you get free delivery. With if you spend over twenty five pound or thirty pounds, I can never remember how much. I yeah. I spend way over that anyway yeah. on my online shop. Um, but I, I I don't I use Amazon now and again, but loads of fun little purchases you can't buy anywhere else. Yeah, and I, it's also good or for like 
Amazon S4 for video players that holds that, which I use a lot. I remember, I remember when I was back in college and I was doing my IT course, we were learning about uh, e-commerce sites. So e-commerce, uh, for people that don't know, e-commerce is shopping websites. Uh, Amazon, you know, your local supermarket, uh, Wish, you know, any anything that you might make a transaction on is technically um, uh, considered an e-commerce site. And we were learning the differences and the pros and cons between an e-commerce site and brick and mortar so like your local shopping mar- uh, uh, supermarket that you can kind of go into and uh, you know and around my local town around Yarmouth nearly all the shops are closing down there some supermarkets are not selling certain items because everyone gets them off Amazon Amazon is pretty much just Christmas in a website <laughs> <laughs> they, should, they should like I, I think Amazon should just rename it to Christmas because <laughs> that's what it is it's just you know we get we get we can get like we can get food we can get alcohol we can get uh we can get DVDs we can get t-shirts we can get literally nearly everything off of Amazon it's just that convenient and especially if you're paying that you know a little extra or prime you get it next day or maybe even the same day delivery you know, and it's just really kind of, oh, it's it's so convenient, but it's also very difficult for the people that don't obviously use the internet and they don't have that access or that kind of um, ability for people to kind of have their stuff delivered, uh, it, like to their area. So, and obviously people who prefer to kind of go into a brick and mortar, like my, like my grandparents, my, my, my nan, doesn't like I mean she she uses online websites you know she uses Amazon quite a bit but she would much rather have the day out and kind of go you know into town and like up the high street to kind of go into Iceland farm foods all that kind of stuff to go on food and and kind of go bits and places but like bits and pieces and stuff but you know everywhere's closing down because of the internet you know, and it's really difficult for people that don't have that access to kind of do, but it's very convenient for us to have that access to, you yeah. know. I'm, I'm, I'm just going off on one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, <laughs> we, we also uh, tend to use the internet for entertainment. You know, everything is now on demand. Streaming services, Netflix, Spotify, Prime Video, um, you know, Disney+. Plus. You kind of get all these kind of music, video, and gaming streaming services. You know, everything's kind of, you know, we, we don't have Blockbuster anymore. We don't have that kind of renting place to kind of um, get all, all our movie nights, you know, our popcorn. We can't, you walk into a Blockbuster, you rent a movie for a weekend, and then you take it back, hopefully, by the end, by the end of that time. Otherwise, you get late. <laughs> we don't have yeah. that anymore. Yeah. yeah, you get a monthly subscription and then that's it. So, uh, do you guys use any kind of websites like that? Do you guys use your Netflix or Disney or anything like that? I mean, yeah, I I, I have um, a couple of streaming websites that I use. Um, <clears throat> uh, I tend not to use Amazon crazy much. Um, most of the time, most of the time I do any like shopping online, it tends to be like just grocery store stuff. 
um, <clears throat> um, I get, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, all my banking and stuff's online, but I don't really do anything, anything other than those those few things. And I, some of it's super handy. Like Amazon, it's awesome because there's, there's so much on there and it's, it's sort of really cool and stuff. But man, a lot of the stuff you have to pay such a premium for, and it seems it seems pretty wild to me. Yeah, especially like nowadays where people don't really have that money to kind yeah, of, yeah. to kind exactly. of have all that, all those extra services. You know, people can't like you know because my my granddad was telling me because he pretty much pays for the Netflix subscription and stuff like that attached to our sky bill but it's like prices are going up for netflix and disney and all that and people don't really have that kind of money anymore so netflix is losing subscribers mm. subscribers, so they're losing money which means less shows for them and then obviously all that is kind of going going to be taking back so we're going to be left with nothing eventually <laughs> we're going to be able to watch tv again <laughs> and not a lot of people are going to be having that because not a lot of people have tv you know, yeah. people are willing to pay for Virgin Media or Sky or like they're all going to go back to preview. And some of that is even going as well. Well, you see, you know, I remember seeing all these channels spread out throughout your TV guide on Sky. And most of them are gone. Well, the Disney channels like are gone because they're just converted to Disney Plus now. So, you know, it's it's really kind of hard some people do that to um, pay for those kinds of services if they don't have the money for it. What about uh, what about you, Gary? You know, what do you use those services as well? Do you use like Netflix or? or what I you... use Amazon Video Player for a lot of like football because I'm a big football fan and football nerd. Um, I used to have ne- well, I mean, I used to have Netflix. I used someone's Netflix or was close to until about last month until they've actually noticed after about two and a half years I was using Netflix so I refuse now to pay with Netflix um, YouTube's really good and even Twitch you can find most stuff I suffer quite bad with agoraphobia I don't really have to do a lot of travelling at all like <clears throat> and I, th- I feel like the prices of that's probably gone up like horrendously i don't know i don't know if if you or, or gary have to <clears throat> use like uh the like bus services or anything like that I was just wondering if there was like yeah, I a, use a huge bus- raise in that yeah i use buses to get to our meetings the uh, place meetings in norwich but i went to norwich like 2000 like 2010 when i years ago for like anger management classes in norwich and it's still it's not gone up I think it was like 920. It's gone up 40p in like 11 years. And sort of seeing family like on a weekend when I go and see like family. It's like, it's sort of the same price. I'm like, that's not a bad price for like a train ticket 960 for like an hour and a bit, like an hour and a half there and back to spend a day with the family. And I go, because I live sort of, because I don't drive, I'm an hour away from everything. Roughly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Nine pound sixty. No effect. It, it's a lot of money nowadays because mm. everything's gone up. But nine pound sixty ain't a lot of money for like a good trip out. When you when you're doing that, are the timetables still roughly the same, or are they like? You can get digitals or you can get paper ones. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, luckily, I know all the timetables slot by heart. 
Okay, so you can find them online. Yeah, yeah you, you, you can find them online. I use the, the first app, like the first bus app. Okay. And on there is usually all the timetables. You can even track the buses. Like that, that's that's what I find most convenient. Is like you 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 pick a stop, so I'll pick the stop uh, you know closest to me. I can see that the bus is like five minutes away and how many stops it is away. So I can literally see where it is and I, how how long I've got to get to that stop before before I miss it. So I can oh, literally, you know, so I can wait that stop and like oh it's just it's just you know like three stops away and stuff like that and like they 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 even like had if you paid on bus it was more than if you were to pay on the app because you like you can just use google pay or apple pay and just kind of you know and just kind of pay for your your bus ticket online you know people just come up with their phones and just scan their phones even like um paying like people pay through contactless you know they, yeah they those cards you know and, that, and that's like another thing like banking everything convenience yeah 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 it's just a big kind of convenience because even like internet banking is now you know becoming a mainstream thing as well everyone's moving to you know their online banks and kind of you know you just go on the nationwide app and i can see my bank balance instantly i don't need to go to my local branch or, you know, and, and, and go to an ATM to check my bank balance. I could just literally turn on my data and look on nationwide and it's there, you know. So, uh, but, that, but that is very difficult for someone, you know, like my grandparents, again, they do, like, they, they do all their internet banking, but they just, they just find it difficult to kind of use some of the services. You know, setting up standing orders, managing, um, you know, managing their uh, overdrafts or anything like that, you know. But but it's all very convenient on, like, you can kind of manage different yeah. accounts. Massively yeah. is. Like, yeah. um, I, 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 I use it daily. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't wasn't a massive fan when uh, when they introduced it to me. But, God, yeah, I, the, the mobile bank and stuff. Uh, absolutely slaps it's very very good and it's also a good way sort of now because like to make sure you get paid and sort of know when you're getting paid and sort of mm -hmm. like, like i didn't like it at first but i've just got used to it now and it's also a good reminder to say also got this money left over mm -hmm. exactly like like like, how, like you don't really see them like that many bank branches around now do you wait like mm. Like round here, I think, like in Yarmouth, like HSBC closed down, even the Barclays closed down. They, they're like, there's about two bank branches in, in the high street uh, to where I live. And, you know, and like, I think like out near Acle as well, like their banks are closed down. So they've either got to go into the city or into town if they need to kind of deposit money, um, you know, because they can't. Not not all bank machines are deposits. They're mostly cash withdrawals if they need cash. And that's another thing. Cash isn't cash is starting to become more of a obscene thing as well. You know, you don't really see cash that much. Everyone's paying for contact. I read something the other month because the cost of different stuff. Mm. 
cash is coming back more prominent people because they're saving out every single penny, like putting money in away. You know what I mean? Like in thingy, thingy, thingy banks and yeah. And I think we got rid of the cash because of COVID, but now because COVID's not over, we're going back to it. Yeah, we're going. Like we need to, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, because 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 what will happen is when I'm going out shopping, she'll use her contactless card. And then next thing you know, I get a phone call um, like about a couple of hours after they say, oh, I, I did I forgot how much I had in my bank or I didn't realise how much I had in my bank. I've kind of overspent. Can you transfer me some money? And that that's pretty much a bit of a... Like, contactless is easy to use for, for most people because you just literally just, oh, pay pay for it. Okay, tap the, tap the reader and you're done. You don't have to slide it in, enter a pin or anything. You just tap it and you're done. But like, it's kind of bad for people that don't really check their bank balance that much, or have a bit more of an impulse kind of spending habit. That just kind of just, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, and then just, you know, they've spent God knows how much money. But, but like, you still have to, sorry, but you still got to do it. Now, if you, I think it's after every 20 transactions, you got a bit of pin in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And mm. I've stood there in queues, gone, what's my pin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got my pin confused with my phone password. <laughs> I'm standing there putting in my phone password. I'm like, why isn't it working? I was, oh, yeah, it's my pin. I had to literally kind of go back home. Because the only way I can remember it was when I typed it into the card reader. You know, you like, like that was the card reader you use for the, like, the security thing. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what you get. So, yeah. <laughs> I um, I think it's it's, it's super handy if I ever get like a takeout around <laughs> where I live. There's not really many. <laughs> there's one place that delivers. And you know you can only have one thing so much. <laughs> there's only there's only one place that is on there around where I live. So we uh, every time we get like a takeaway or anything like that, <clears throat> when my friend comes over, he's it, it, we'll we'll order something. He'll go pick it up, and I can just it's super super quick and easy. You can log onto my banking app, well, no, send, but... send him some money immediately. On that on that note though, because it's so quick and easy to like transfer money like I, i've definitely done it on accident a couple of times i've sent like another friend money accidentally <laughs> they've had to send it back and you know with the whole contactless thing it really does open it up to <clears throat> scams like really really easily you know you get you go with your contactless and you go and 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 slap your little contactless card on to to pay for something really quick like you know anyone can just pick that up if you, if you if you lose your card you're pretty yeah well it's pretty unfortunate <laughs> but, but um, um the yeah. convenience of that is if i do lose my car because i have done that quite a few times i can just go on the app and freeze it you know that that's like another pro of that it just mm -hmm. yeah freeze yeah. It and unfreeze it when you when you find it again but for people that don't have that like grandparents who don't know how to use the app or don't have a smartphone my nan doesn't have a smartphone because uh, of, yeah she's got a bit of a condition with her fingers she got she can't use an actual smartphone so she has like one of the so if she was to lose her contact with card we have to wait until she can log into a computer to freeze it and by that time who knows how much has been spent so it yeah it can be pretty unfortunate for those people that don't have that kind of 
um, you know, efficient, you know, way of freezing their card or, you know, reporting for it to be lost or stolen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, as as we kind of, um, you know, talk about our banking, we also pay our bills for it. You know, we, we, use, we use the internet to pay your bills. You know, but we've got, everyone's got smart meters. Like people are moving into smart meters which needs to be just kind of see uh, electric and gas being used throughout the day. You can check your usage. You can check uh, your, you know, usage throughout the hour. You can see how much, how much money is in the meter and you can see how much money is being spent throughout, you know, throughout the hour. Because like last time I checked, like go downstairs, Ovens on. We're spending about one pound thirty nine an hour, or roughly. And then by when you turn the oven off, it goes down again, and we're spending about twenty p. You know, it's very, yeah. it's very convenient for that kind of thing. But it's, you know, what we we got top ups, so we have to literally go into the local co op or, you know, Morrison's or whatever, anywhere that's got a pay point to swipe your card and pay it but mm. if their pay point is down we can't pay it we can't pay for electric we can't pay for gas you know that, 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 yeah. that's what we have and a lot of my, my mum she pays her electric and gas on her phone it's literally just that easy she just pays it for, as a direct debit and then that's it you know what, what, what about you? How, do you how do you pay for your bills usually well, I um, I, I tend to manage my bills by like, <clears throat> so when I set up a new direct debit or a standing order, uh, I try and set it for the day after I get paid, so I don't overspend, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is um super. It's been super handy for me. Um, but like, yeah, I I don't I don't think I'd do too well if. Uh, if if all my bills are like in at different times of the month, I would just probably get in a muddle. <clears throat> Whereas if they're all on all on one day, you know, bang, 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 or that yeah. get the money, money goes into my account, money goes out of my account, and then whatever's rest is for groceries or whatever else I want. Yeah. And then you can also see like on a phone screen how much you are left to pay or how much is going to be coming out of your account in that month. Whereas uh, I'm like other than waiting for it to be posted and delivered and by then it's already been taken out you know if we get, if we get exactly so what about you Gary how, how like do you have any problems paying for your bills with um the internet or no I find it easy because I use um a VPN which is virtual networking program protection network so virtual I basically program. just keep all my cards basically on for data you know what I mean so I don't have to you know, I mean, five, but thank you, virtual five minutes. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was something. But I, I basically keep all my card data on there. You know what I mean? So I, every time I need to pay a bill, I, I just use that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is a bit, yeah. which is not scary because I know I'm protection. You know what I mean? But if I done it on normal server, it could just anyone who, I, like on the internet just hack in, hack in and take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's also but it's also the same for like personal as well. If you if you got it saved on your personal computer, like literally anyone in your house can probably just log on to your bank account and take your money. You know, as as well, and like or just take your phone. You know, if they know your password and stuff like that, they can just literally just take your phone and take all your money. 
you know, because <laughs> because because that, that's that's always been like the problem um, in my household. And my nan my nan doesn't let my granddad have her money, or the other way around. It, it can get quite domesticated over money here, but you know, it's 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 like that kind of. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't. Like, you have to kind of keep it a secret, and like you don't save your payment info. You don't save the bank information in case of, you know, an out an external person coming in to, you know, take your money, or you know, take your information and use it. So, it, it's it's a very very um, very uh, difficult thing as well. I make sure everything's protected anyway. You know what I mean? I write stuff down how much I've taken out anyway. You know what I mean? How much I paid, so I just keep an eye on it. You know, use a VPN, use a firewall, use two-step verification any way you can to obviously protect your personal information. And yeah, I think that's what I do. Yeah, and, and also now any payments now I make online, I've got verified it on my phone. Yeah, exactly. I set that up. You have a you have a month on my phone. It's annoying though because when I'm making like three, four payments in a row, I've got to do like type in. I'm like, I've just done this once. Mm-hmm. Do I have to do it again? And yeah, but it's just the way I'm covered. You know, because yeah, because like we had an issue earlier. My granddad was my nan and granddad were trying to check if they got their cost of living payment through earlier, and it's like, oh, the service is down due to technical maintenance or. We haven't experienced a technical issue. If they can't access that, then they can't access their, you know, payments that they need to. They have to go out to an ATM. But like, you know, it's it's like that. That's kind of like the issue. If the internet goes down, we can't access that. We can't access those services as well. And it's also the same like accessing benefits. P- people use the same kind of services to access benefits, like universal credit. Universal credit is all online. Mm. Well. I use Universal Credit and it's a pain in my backside because you every you like you have to report your work search. So anything like you're doing to obviously look for work, uh, you have to make claims online, any report in, in circumstances, even just contacting your work coach. You can't just walk into the job center anymore and ask to see your work coach or phone them up. You have to literally send them a message on a journal and wait for them to get back to you. And that can take days depending on if they're there or not. But then also you might get someone else jumping on your conversation that you don't know, that doesn't know your background or your situation. And you have to kind of re-explain it. It's it's a pain in my in my backside as well for you. But I mean, Tam, sorry to interrupt you. If I forget like what day, like even though it's on the journal, I just walk into the off centre. I tell yeah. you, hi, hi, what day's my appointment? And so like writing it down kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. but, but if I need some work coach and I'm in town just to pass a message on, I make sure I go yeah. in and see them. You know, I mean, very frequently. It's, it's, it's very, it's very, very convenient, very efficient to kind of do that online because, like, a lot of people will have that kind of access, but a lot of people you don't don't have that access. Like, people don't really have that data or that credit because they don't have they. The whole reason that they need universal credit is to pay for their bills. And without those bills, they can't access the internet. Like people can't pay for their broadband or their electric and stuff like that. And if they can't do that, and they can't pay to use the services that they need to pay and get more money. You know, it's, it's that kind of vicious loop of, you know, you need the money to pay for the stuff that gives you money. <laughs> yeah. We need, we need to spend money to make money. You know, that, <laughs> that, that, that's that kind of mentality. But like, it, like, Everything's also getting like 
all the all the legacy benefits like JSA and you know job seekers allowance and child tax credit is all being converted into universal credit. So there's more people that are going to be using that service that are going to probably experience the same problems. You know what I mean? So like, has, has anyone like used universal credit or any of that kind of you know had access to any of those benefits that need an internet presence? Yeah, the um, the universal uh, credit website, <clears throat> the whole journal thing seems a bit like funky to me. How you yeah. got uh, you get like information written in there from your coaches or, yeah. or what have you, <clears throat> and then you've got a got a reply by a certain time, otherwise they just cut off your benefits. <clears throat> and sometimes I don't. I, there's a lot of times where I wouldn't even get uh, information. I do. They had my email address, and I thought that. I was going to get emails about it, but didn't get any emails about it. Yeah. And then eventually well, uh, they, they cut it off. And I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I, 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 didn't get, I didn't get a notification. I, I remember uh, back when I finished my apprenticeship and I got my last payment through because it went over the standard allowance. It cut, closed my claim down. I heard nothing back from anyone. There was not even a notification sent to my phone. I usually get text messages whenever someone like sends a message to me. Or if an appointment's been made, but I got none of that. They just like I went to log in and so like, your claim's been closed. Please start a new one. And I'm like, now I've got no money because I've just spent it all. <laughs> so you know that that's quite. And then you got to wait another two to four weeks in order to get that money back, which mm, is another. Yeah. It's like oh, it's, it's horrendous, especially near Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's, it's really that kind of. You know, it's a really that kind of thing. Cause I, I remember, I, I was like, cause this happened to me very recently on Tuesday. Um, I went into the job center uh, for an appointment. On the journal, it was registered at ten. When I went to reception, it was at half nine. I I got there for ten to ten, and I got told no because. You know, but it wasn't my fault because my work coach logged it in wrong. I I don't I don't do well. I don't remember stuff that well. I'm but my short term memory is really really bad. So it's like that kind of problem of me relying on the journal to tell me what my appointment time is. Yeah, yeah. Pretty different, you know. And like I just had to waste my bus fare to get to the job centre and back. So and that was that was. Oh, it's horrendous. So I use my, I'm on universal credit, and I just basically make sure I check with because I don't know how much because my circumstances have changed for the last month. I don't know about I know how much roughly deduction is going to be, but it all fluctuates on many hours you're doing all that with work. But Alans, I always want to know you know once a week because I. Wipes up on my phone every day what I'm doing with job center, like job search and all that. Yeah. And I always forget to like log in and like update what jobs I've applied for and everything if I've worked or yeah. I've done that day or anything. I just want a big long loading and they go, Thank you for the update. I'm like, Thank you. But, but they're not on my back. Like they understand it of my situation. But we, I know they used to do like once a week or like twice a week or twice a fortnight or once a fortnight, like do a work with me before you. Yeah. But now they like for me, it's like once a three weeks, once every month. It's like yeah. you're doing okay, we trust you, you know. <laughs> any issues, 
any issues, just give us a message. I'm like, thank you, but they never give you a message. Like, if, they, if they're not hurting you for a few weeks, and this is what people say to me, or how do you get away with it not writing your journal like every day? I go, because I just literally say, I'm sorry, I forgot. And but you 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 obviously get that message like if you keep putting in the messages, and and so they don't really kind of reply to you, but like if you kind of send them a message directly, then you obviously get a reply. Yeah, and they always say thank you for the update. Thank, uh, thank you for the update. We're, we're, we've rebooked your appointment, or we've got this coming up, or thank you. Know, I hope to see you again. You know, for your next appointment and stuff like that. You know, but you don't really. Like with your example of being like late for a meeting, I was actually early for an hour because I've got my time completely wrong. Yeah. But, then, yeah. but obviously, I just went, look, it was in the journal at this time. I do apologize. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you can prove it in the journal, they ain't going to go in your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can't really afford, refuse to yeah. sort of refuse to see it. And that's another thing, like, you know, a lot of us use the internet for job searching as well. Yeah. A lot of, it's like we, we use it to kind of balance both our benefits and our job search you know i because because anything was like you know you 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 know like back in the day you walk into uh organization you know you walk into your local supermarket or to your local business and hand in your cv or you'd like see what places were applying in like a newspaper or something like that now everything's like being posted online you know indeed monster jobs 24 uh, you know like even like find a job, you know, the government's version of it, NHS jobs, you know, you get all these different kind of websites to search for jobs. Usually it's the same ones being posted on just the same website. They're just trying to get more coverage so more people can see them. But usually it's the same people looking for them throughout the same website. Because, you know, and like most of it is all kind of, you get a lot of digital you know, jobs on there. Everyone's like expecting to you to have you know like, be able to use a computer, to be able to use word processing skills, use spreadsheet databases. You know, mo- most jobs are going to be more digital based because this is how we are now. You know, a lot of people need the internet, not so a lot of people need the services, and obviously you need people to use those services and obviously to help, you know, fix and repair and maintain those services through using the internet and, and, and such. But you know, like for me, I I I like indeed you you know, you, you can put in your C V, but you can pretty much put in your entire C V and then just apply for jobs and people would just kind of go, Yep, okay. You know, we we we've booked your interview now and like you have to wait for an email. Or, or such, or you know, a phone call. Sometimes you don't get that, you know, you don't get that response. You know, you usually have to kind of contact them saying, like, look, you know, did I get this? And they usually go, no. But you know, we appreciate you calling, reaching out to say, yeah, because you didn't call me first <laughs> or reach out to me first, so I have to do the other way around. But like, no, it's just because it can like you walk into the job center and like, oh, have you found anything? Not really, nothing new. No, okay. And, uh, is, has anyone had that kind of problem with finding jobs online or, you know, finding employment? Um, not so much. Um, <laughs> I have agoraphobia, <laughs> so I tend not to. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's not really many jobs that I'm suited for. Um, no. So there's like 
every now and again i've been applying for like online customer support problem is they want you to come after covid now they want you to go down to their office and sit in at their office yeah which is a bit of a bit of a ball like as you said but like you agoraphobia so i imagine it's very difficult for you to kind of be able to kind of go out of your house to kind of um find you know go to an office or anything like that yeah 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 is um it's, it's yeah it's rough <laughs> rough yeah. to say the least it's i can't there's a, a lot of places i can't go so like yeah it'd be, it'd be awesome if i could have it back here yeah but i imagine like a work from home you know, job would work well for you yeah yeah it definitely would but like i said since since covid is declared no longer existing <laughs> we can um a lot of people, um, they expect them to go back to the offices. Obviously, like a lot of companies would have paid for these offices and they they want to use them. But... What, about, what about you, Gary? Have you um, had any issues with job searching or employment? Kind of... It's just when they say, oh, there's a closing date and we get back to you and they never do. Yeah. That's for one thing that annoys me because you've given up your time to apply for them. Yeah, they should exactly. give you at least your courtesy email. But yeah. nowadays, like I look around town some days, my mate sends me something which I might want to do or something. Yeah. Then I'll reply. But it's if they haven't got an email nowadays, I just don't bother because in no way you, you're sort of on front foot with them. Mm-hmm. And sort of like, like even I had job fair like six mm-hmm. months ago, seven months ago at the job center. Mm-hmm. I, I basically picked up if there was like any leaflets, I would pick them up. Just yeah. go home. Yeah, exactly. Only two of them actually had a proper application form, a paper well, yeah. application form. And I was like, yeah. thank you very much. I do like this. Yeah, that, 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 they that made was... me so much information. And because I didn't have it on me, I took it home. Yeah. I posted it, even though it was probably easy for me to walk, but I, I hope. But I weren't walking 40 or five minutes on that day because it was chucking it down. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was just one of those things like, like I was surprised at how many many people and how many companies now don't use paper application forms. No, 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 because no, I had that issue as well. I was told to go to this job fair at the job center like, a few weeks ago, and you go there and there's probably like you know several there's several different employers, but everyone you kind of go to they'll hand you a leaflet and say scan your QR code, scan your scan our QR code. They don't hand they don't talk to you. They don't. That like like I, I feel like they're just not like since like since like everyone's becoming becoming more digital and more isolated, they're not becoming more personal and like person friendly. They 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 kind of like just hand you a flyer and just say you know scan the QR code, make the application. They don't they don't they don't tend to talk to you anymore. They don't tend to kind of tell you the information that you need to know then and now. Because like what's the point of me being there if I, if I wanted to kind of you know, you know, kind of scan a QR code. I would just search search the company up online and do it from there. What's the point of me coming in? But with the job fairs, like you sort of meet the manager of your assistant manager and you can actually speak to them, you know what I mean? Which I like in a more informal way than you would in like a a job interview. I I, I think it's good. But also if you've got little traits, which always help, any job fair people, if you have a desk with some sweets on, I'm there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> any, 
like anything free, sweets, pens, key rings, badges, yeah. like, yeah. But like for, for me, like I think, because I, I spoke to about three or four different employers, three of them just handed me flyers and saying, scan our QR code. And only one of them was actually willing to speak to me about their, about their company and about the role I would uh, be expected to do if I was to work there, which I found was amazing for them because I, like, that made me want to kind of work for them more because they were willing to take their time out, as they should, to kind of explain and say, like, look, this is the job that you're going to be doing. This is what, what we expect of you. And this is what we kind of require from you, like, experience and qualification-wise. Whereas all the other employers were just like, okay, we don't have anything for you. You know, we don't have any positions that you're interested in. You know, scan scan our QR code and just can kind of give you updates. I said, what about if I forget to look? Or what about if I just forget about it? You know, I can misplace the fire somewhere. You know, like, you, you don't really have that kind of, you know, I, I find employees are kind of being a bit more re, uh, reclusive. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of hiding behind their screens and behind, you know, they, they just don't really tend to, you know, do much. You know, to, a quick story. Or into a job. <laughs> It's like a quick story. When I was looking for a job, and I, I can't remember which website, you put in your thing. Mm. For the first five emails I got from them, it said, you'll be suitable, like, like a supporting, like a teaching assistant. Mm. I'm like, no offence to anyone listening. <laughs> Me, a t- teaching assistant. I would be a good laugh, yeah. but B, I would be really poor at it. Yeah. But like, for me, like, I, I would find, like, something with computers like admin would work for me because like most of my my life is practically pretty much based around technology and internet that i that i feel more comfortable on a computer than i would like manual labor wise like working in retail or you know a customer service so i I would be much more suited to that position but i find because of that it's made employers less personal with their employees which makes me not want to work with so, you know, unfortunately, that's that's the problem. I think it all depends, like, because I think if you have a good employee who you sort of have a good crack with, like, good chat with and you get on with, like, it makes the job more experience. Like, but obviously, mm-hmm. they look at you and you walk through, walk through that door or something, and like, even in an email, like, what do you look at your email or something, and they probably go. Well, he's probably hasn't got the right personality for what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. But like, but like that, that, that's that's the kind of that, that's the kind of thing because since since like you're searching and applying for jobs online, like you you walk into a place and you kind of you know hand in your CV, they 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 can make their first impression there and there. They 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 know what you look like. They know what you're like. They can hear like you're turning your voice and how excited you are. You know, they, they can kind of judge it from when you first walk in. But unfortunately, because you're handing in an application online, their first impression of you is going to be that TV. It's just going to be that. And they don't, don't, they don't have that first impression until you go to the actual interview. And that's, that's what I find really difficult because I can't put all my, I don't want to put all my personal information on that, on that CV, you know, or medical conditions or, you know, like mental health problems. I can't put that on the TV. And so I have to kind of let them know when I go into the interview. So it makes me feel like I've wasted their time 
if I make that, you know, call on personal incentive stuff, and then for them to kind of go, unfortunately, because of those issues, we can't hide. I put so. enough on for what they need to know. Yeah. But anything more personal, it's like if I get a job, it makes any sense. Yeah. It's it's one of them like they need to know enough to satisfy their needs, but they don't need to know the ins and outs of mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But like like if you walk if you walk into an organization, they they you can tell them there and then if it, especially if it's personal, you can kind of just say like, look, unfortunately I have this problem, this problem. Would this be a you know an issue working with you? You can kind of they can ask your questions more directly. Whereas unfortunately, when you ask questions, you gotta wait for time to kind of, you know, you send an email, it's gonna you have to wait until like two or three days for it to get an answer. So and it's gonna make anxiety and depression kind of, you know, mental health go haywire. I'm 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 panicking because I'm like, am I, you know, are they gonna get back to me or not? They're gonna ignore me. You know, and it's just, oh, it's really, really stressful. But the last point I'm going to make on this, like, I'm actually going to make two real quick points before we move yeah, on. So okay. I don't know if we finished no, or anything, but it's been really nice. And, but they sh- either should not, they should at least give you an interview, you know what I mean, because of all those issues, because of equal equality. Yeah, I know. I've but I've... said this, yeah. if your face doesn't fit, when they, yes. they interview, you just know straight away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, 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 I've personally had those issues where I have to kind of put on a front of, you know, I, I'll tell them about my issues, but I won't, I, I, I kind of, I, I don't, because I, obviously I don't really know how severe they are in someone else's eyes. You know, I, I, I live with them every day. My, my condition is quite mild, for, you know, in my, in my perspective. But once I kind of get out there and I start working, that's when it becomes the issue because they don't see me with that issue. They don't see me with that problem until I start working. And they're like, oh, yeah, we unfortunately can't employ you anymore. But yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's the problem I've had. It's just like literally every place I start work, they kind of go, unfortunately, because of your condition, we're going to have to ask you to, you know, go. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really kind of, oh. Employment is not really a strong suit of mine. <laughs> I've I've tried different sectors, didn't work out, but you know, I'll keep trying. I'm gonna keep trying. You'll find something good things you wish but I think I've found something, but obviously I've just got to keep working again that experience. Yeah. All right. And um so move on to the next one, uh, which obviously I'm pretty much gonna be knowing nothing about. I'm gonna let you, uh Gary and Bo kind of talk about this. But housing. You know, uh, how how do you guys find housing different on the internet than it was, you know, than it would be, you know, in like more of a personal way? Mm. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it was no, <laughs> not, not, nothing like that. It was um, it was uh, it was a bit of a pain when I when I first applied. Um, I was wasn't aware of too aware of that the whole banding thing and there was obviously a massive issue because I was like one I was single and two I, I, I was a I was a guy so it was single bachelor yeah it's definitely way way rougher than it should have been 
I don't know about you, Gary. How, how was yours like just initially? They asked stupid questions on the form to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it was like, how long? Name for the last three addresses you lift up, which I understand why they do it. Mm. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be excluded for just like literally moving up like six months in an area and being kicked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Mine was, um, I initially, God, how long ago was it? Yeah, and then five in, like twenty seventeen, no, twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen. I think it was roughly around then when I uh, went on to your choice, your home, and they was like, yeah, just just go through there, bid bid on these properties, and what one's going to come up for you? And I was like, right, okay. And then five years later, nothing had changed. Like I was, I was, and I was bidding on stuff every week, like. And like literally everything towards the for the last like two years i was bidding on absolutely everything like every single thing that came up stuff that i know that i wouldn't get there was like um it was like homes that were specifically for 55 plus and i was like you know what i'm just gonna bid on it all i was like oh, it's, surely it's gonna work at one point yeah. but yeah that 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 entire part did not work for me um and I spoke to um, the, my local council like several times about it. I was like, is there anything else I can do? And they're just like, not really. <laughs> um, and it got to a point where I was uh, really, really down and it got way, way too much. Um, and uh, there was, um, I have a support worker who was telling me that he's like, you need to just, you need to get in touch with them and just, tell them to come out and see you you know i was like yeah okay <clears throat> so i eventually managed to do that uh someone came out to see me and on that day they were just like you cannot live like this this is horrendous and i was like yeah it sucks <laughs> i hate it <laughs> and they was like let's uh, I- i'm gonna try and uh, try and get you like uh, on a higher banding mm-hmm. and because and for them to put me on a higher banding well because they put me on a higher banding, um, I got a higher priority. No, not like extra houses came available, but I got like, uh, uh, a, a, like I was a, a whole lot higher on the priority. It told me the number of which, I, like, I think it was like I was the number one for like two or three properties, which was like super, super helpful. Thank God for this beautiful, beautiful soul, um, the council, <laughs> Kerry. My my knight in shining armor. <laughs> she carried me out of there in her arms. <laughs> do, you, do you think that uh, like your support worker seeing your situation was more impactful than like you just applying for it online? Um, I, I think. Do you, do you think like that had more reason to like do with you getting that place because? She was willing to come to your house rather than just kind of you bidding on all these properties. Yeah, it, in a way, for sure. Um, so I spoke to several people at North, uh, the it was at the count my local council, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they were um, they were all kind of like pretty dismissive. Yeah. And then I got um, got through to this fella who was just like, "Yeah, you need to um, speak to this person here." Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just like, yeah, she's like a dog with a bone. She'll 
she won't let it go. Like she, she, you, she she'll definitely, yeah, she'll definitely be able to get you um, your own place. And I was like, right, awesome. <laughs> and then literally, I spoke to her, and about two weeks afterwards, not not even two weeks afterwards, it must have been like a week, week and a half, or something like that. Um, of of bid on a house, uh, well, bid on a, a flat, and then it's like, yeah, the you you've you've won it. I was like, oh, okay, awesome. And then they came out for me to sign the tenancy agreement, um, like literally a day later, two days later. And she uh, she gave me a, a Zoom, a, a, well, a FaceTime tour of the, of the of the flat, which is pretty awesome. Do, 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 do you think, right, because obviously your neurophobia, like, do you think, mm-hmm. like, on your, um, you know, an online presence of looking for a house, you know, was, was that more helpful towards you? Like, obviously, like you say about the FaceTime tour and, like, bidding for properties, was that, did that, did, do you think that helped you a lot more than you have to kind of go there and see the property with your own eyes? Yeah, well, it, it was literally, uh, if I, for me to leave there, it was, it was a lot. Um, I'm, and uh, I wouldn't have been able to come back. Like, I wouldn't have been able to go back. It was, it's not like something that I can just pop out. I'd like struggle getting like five minutes down the road. I start having panic attacks and it's gross. Oh. So, I, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's like it would have been impossible for me to like just come check out and then so it's yeah. awesome that, that yeah. she she facetimed me and was like showing me around the place but yeah <clears throat> what was um how, how how did how did it go with you gary how was your like your initial like finding out about the property and how long did that take stuff you know so i signed up january <laughs> january december it was roughly about the new year uh uh-huh, yeah i it just said like you can bid on these places and all that. But I was like, on no abandon. I wasn't really expecting anything. You know what I mean? Straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I bid on like, for, like one in, one like a bit further back in town and like one the other side of town. But it was like a three, which I were, I think three was like, I'm interested but not interested, if it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I think one, I, I can't even remember if it's three, you're, you're really keen or three, you're not so keen on. Okay, okay, yeah. And then I sort of just found this one while I'm in. I thought, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And I sort of ended up moving in sort of about eight weeks later. But I, awesome. had e- but I had an email basically saying, um, congratulations, you're like you have, congratulations, you're both a bidder. So I'm being mm-hmm. in touch with you soon to organise a date and all that for you to look around. Mm-hmm. I looked around with my mate who, because... I knew that I would decorate, but I would his opinion also, you know what I mean, and prefer also, because I wanted to move out, but I just need, needed someone to come, go with me, you know what I mean, to make sure everything was kosher. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so me and him looked, it was just strange, it was over the road in a weird way, which I think <laughs> made, made my position a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only added like three and a half minutes to my journey to work there. <laughs> <laughs> It was only because of the traffic lights. <laughs> um, but basically, it was just one of those things, you know what I mean? And sort of, I looked around, and then, like, a week later, we signed the contract, tenancy agreement. Dang. Yeah, you, so you did have, like, a you did have like a little bit of time in between it. That's, yeah, that's, but, like I, but like I said, it was like, well, when once I got the keys, that's when you split up, like we spoke about last time, mm-hmm. last po- podcast. Yeah. But 
it was sort of once a bit. I weren't interested. Like I was happy where I was, but not happy in a weird way. Okay, okay. If I, yeah. I was happy, I've got roof in my over my head. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I weren't interested in moving out. It was like one of those things I knew I wanted to do eventually, but I knew I weren't expecting it to happen so fast. Yeah, yeah. I was happy to wait a year or two. So yeah, that's just, awesome. And when just you, see what happens. Sorry, it's just like when you when you kind of see these, you know, when you, when you kind of start bidding and you know and stuff like that, you know, what what kind of information is available to you online? You know, the address what, and where it is, so you don't know anything what it looks like inside it, or anything. That's yeah, good. yeah. So don't so don't put up any like pictures or anything. You just kind of just. You've got to have a good guess of what it might feel in your head. If it makes sense. Right. But it's, if you know it's council places, yeah, it's got a good yeah. idea. It's going to be clean and tidy before you even look in. Yeah, it's it's it, on the ones that I was looking at. It shows you the building that it's in. So like a lot of them were flats. It would show you the outside of the building. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't show you any of the inside. <laughs> so it showed stereo, but not the interior. Yeah, 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 yeah literally. The only issue I had was because I didn't know where Amber, I knew where Amber Terrace was because it's a massive sign like on the main road. Yeah, but it was like it chose a block of flats, <laughs> but I'm not even block of flats. I'm on the road just before bit... the block of flats. Information. <laughs> yeah, because. In a weird way, where I live, we've got like it's like on back streets. So there's a road joining the road, like mm. like the triangle shape, and then actually on the roadside, and then the car park's basically just behind. You know what I mean? I find, that, I find that to be more of an like an issue as well as like the amount of misinformation you can have, like especially like when getting your own place and stuff like that. It's going to be the amount of misinformation, like you said, like the block of flats. It cannot be a block of flats, you know, if it's, you know, and say, oh, the picture says it's a block of flats, but it's actually a house. Oh, okay. it's not a house, it's a flat, but what I'm flat? happy that it's not in block of flats because okay. you just get people in and out all day and all night. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think I'll be comfortable in that. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. And it was just luckily, I knew my mate like years ago. It was like literally like I walked out, I was like, this is my mate's guy, isn't it? I really like, like, it was my mate's flat, but it weren't my mate's flat. It was like my mate's flat, like two two doors down mm-hmm. before he moved out like six, seven years ago. Like before he even moved in, you know what I mean? I was like six, yeah. seven years ago, walking to exactly the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I think we could talk about that all day. God damn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys want to hear any more about, you know, these two <laughs> getting their own place and stuff like that? You can obviously go and check out the last episode because, you know, I listened to it all and it was. Amazing, <laughs> you know. What's the uh, slab in Jordan? Yeah, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, um, but I'm gonna, I think we're going to move on because we've obviously, you know, spent quite a lot of time talking about all this. Um, you know, we've talked about the benefits and challenges of digital by default. You know, all the services that are are now being put online and are now accessible online, but. You know, obviously the challenges that can come with them for people that don't have that access and don't have that kind of support to gain access. Um, but speaking of access, we are now going to be moving into uh, probably one of my favourite parts of uh, the thing is finding the support uh, to gain digital skills. Um, so for people, you know, that obviously don't have access or 
don't really use digital devices. So like, you know, grandparents, probably an older generation, maybe people that don't really have that kind of knowledge on how to use uh, digital skills. Um, you can go to your local library, uh, you know, go use one of the computers, maybe even open up a book and uh, read up on digital skills. Um, there's also organisations like Voluntary Norfolk that provide um, digital skills courses as well. Um, you can also go to your local job centre and see if they've got any uh, available and they should probably point you in the right direction, hopefully. Um, you can check local council websites as well. Um, and also um, social broadband tariffs. So for people that with low income, and um, you know, that are looking for more of a budget-friendly uh, broadband. Uh, social broadband tariff um, is accessible. Uh, hopefully, if you're um, eligible um, to get one, um, to allow people to you know, have cheap and budget-friendly broadband to help them access these services. So. And Sorry, Jordan. I, no worries, no worries. I know you were going to mention this. Facts, um, figures, facts, figures, statistics. Yeah. In yep. 2020, Ofcom technology was 89% of households have access to internet. Yep. But it's dropped, but it drops slowly by 12, 12% to over 57% or 77% by over 55%. Yeah, yeah, because it's that kind of, you know, I, I think kind of like the younger generation, you know, people like, like kids, now using tablets and you know stuff on the daily like smartphones. So you, you you're like, what what ways did you guys get your first phone? <laughs> like for me, it was like I was probably about ten when I first mm. got my phone. It was a flip phone, you know, and not like like my eight year old, you know, well my now ten year old brother, but you know, he was eight when he got his first phone. It was a smartphone. Yeah, like, it's wild. It's a bit, it's a bit ridiculous, you know. So. Yeah, you know, like, but obviously that because obviously we kind of grown up using these devices and using these and learning to use smartphones and all these services. The older generation are the ones struggling the most. You know, grandparents, mums, dads. You know, older employers that still want to work the old ways but refuse to implement modern technology into their business. You know, it can be quite a quite of a bit of a struggle. So, um, yeah, statistically speaking, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's not entirely accurate. The stats might have changed, but yeah, just two years ago. So, yeah, it might have changed in two years. Hopefully, my first phone with Digi skills was on it was when I was about thirteen, fourteen. But that was after about four four years with the best phone ever, which you could say called the Nokia. 3310. 10. 10. <laughs> yeah, that was my first phone. <laughs> so, so if uh, obviously if you're listening to this and you obviously know someone who struggles to use uh, digital devices and technology access or has limited access or no access to the internet, uh, please obviously share these resources with them. Yeah, tell them what they can do and where to go. Uh, do you guys have any more suggestions on what what people can do? Well, 
that just that the all the websites will be down in the description yeah. that to help and i if you see me in the local library and i see you shuffling i will always give you a hand no matter who you are no matter how old you are because i remember one like i know i help my maid who's about 55 and he goes gary and his name's gary also so this is the best conversation ever i go yes gary <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I help him out, you know what I mean? But I, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, for me, like, I help my granddad out a lot because, like, he runs his own skating club and I find myself being the kind of IT technician slash administration for that club because I'm helping him fill out forms, I'm helping him write emails, I'm helping him do pretty much everything on the computer or on the smartphone because he doesn't have that knowledge anymore, you know, like, well, he he knew about computers, but since jump to smart technology, it's gotten more difficult for him to kind of know all these different things. <laughs> and especially someone like my nan who can't use smart technology due to medical conditions or just they would just refuse to, it can be quite difficult. So so it, it's quite it's quite I I, so I would say ask the younger generation. I'm <laughs> someone younger because there is a chance that they will know what to do. Um, so I, I, I would just say that. Um, and going into that, I, I, I've got some tips and tricks this week, this month, you know, uh, to obviously stay safe online um, for people that obviously don't really know or don't have the knowledge. Um, I'm obviously going to be sharing some of those with you now so i'm just getting my nose back up i'm excited <laughs> i think you'll be thrown under the bus drawers in like last month like, yeah no no don't worry um i know what you're talking about gary <laughs> <laughs> ask your parents yeah um so be obviously be sure to use strong passwords um you know never use the same one for everything so you know, keep keep them uh, keep them difficult for other people to try and guess, but keep it simple enough for you to remember. Um, don't use anything personal if you can help it. Um, you know, because you know, the more more easy to guess, the easier it will be to get into your accounts and stuff. Uh, don't give them out. That includes Netflix passwords. I'm sorry, but you know, it can be quite, you know, stressful, um, uh, especially for that. So, yeah, never give them out, even if you have to. Um, but if you obviously have to, for very, various obvious reasons, uh, for like medical reasons or even financial situations, be sure to change them immediately afterwards. Because right? that way, those people might gain access and, you know, use their that information for malicious content you know malicious, malicious content sorry <laughs> um mm. and use uh, antivirus or a vpn as gary was mentioned earlier use an antivirus on mobile phones firewalls uh like norton uh avast mcafee uh avg i don't find avg good on computers but they're good on phones so yeah, make sure you install them on your smartphones as well. I know Apple has their own; they don't really 
tend to get viruses, but it's always kind of good to make sure it has a antivirus just to be safe. Because I, I didn't think about that until my granddad just kind of goes, yep, make sure you've got an antivirus on your phone. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, obviously, if you're someone who uses emails quite a lot, I know I am. And I know a lot of businesses and you know people that work obviously do. I'm pretty sure you two obviously use emails quite a lot. Uh, I dabble. <laughs> beware of spam. You know, people obviously fishing for your information, uh, trying to gain access to your uh, networks, trying to gain access to your private and sensitive information. Um, so don't click on links. Uh, double check email addresses that they are sent from if you're un- unsure. Um, just make sure they are uh, verified addresses, make sure they are uh, verified accounts. And if they are spam um, and they've somehow gone into your inbox, because I know I have, um, report them. Make sure to report them, put them in the junk folder, delete them if, if necessary, but make sure to kind of try and block the, the accounts to make sure they don't gain access to your information. Um, for people with uh, younger uh, family members in their households, that parental controls, please. Um, yeah, block harmful websites. Don't allow children uh, to find, you know, explicit content or even mature content, even on YouTube, you know, like and Twitch and all these kind of websites that kids are more likely to frequent now. They can still find that kind of content on there. Uh, so. I'm not saying be a helicopter parent around them when they're watching that kind of stuff, but it's always good to kind of have that just to make sure they don't get access to the adult stuff. Um, and so obviously they're more, you know, an adult age, obviously. Um, if you can try and help it, don't say bank details on computers, um, especially, you know, um, make sure no one sees you putting in bank details on your computer. So PIN numbers, uh, pass numbers, or, or try and make sure they don't have cards around them. Because um, they can be used for unauthorised purchases and uh, access to e-commerce websites. Uh, be sure to set up two-step verification uh, to obviously help Gain that extra layer of security. Um, so setting up text messages for your phone, make sure you know when you're getting, um, you know, someone trying to log into your uh, account, you get a message and then they'll obviously send you the code and that way you know someone's trying to gain access or it just sets up that layer of security so you're better protected. And last but not least, make sure you log out. First, make sure you log out of your um, accounts, bank info, benefits, bills, any anything that has that personal and sensitive information, make sure to log out. Um, if you're using a public computer, don't save anything. Make sure it's all going to be off there, deleted, everything. 
because you never know who might actually gain access to that information. And yeah, that's a really good one. So be sure to log out and don't save anything. But if it's private, obviously understandable, but it's public, like a library or even a public computer, public family computer, don't save that information if you can help it. And definitely don't write anything down. <laughs> don't write down passwords or anything. So. Um, I've got that a little bit, but you guys got any like tips and tricks I've probably missed? Also, I have this set up on my phone now. I think I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Um, with online banking stuff, anything online, just set a a verified thing on your phone. So it's basically like, an, basically, a, you've got to put your PIN number, your well, your online banking login number to verify payments. Yeah, two-step verification. Yeah. That's what I was going to talk about as well. <laughs> I, I, I like I, 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 one of my my mate. Well, I was calling my mate, but yeah. Uh, um, he, he he went he went on my he went on my PlayStation account. He's got like, I, I I let him have access to my PlayStation account there. You know, download games and stuff like that. I, we we do it for each other. It's understandable. But he purchased get yeah, he purchased something on my account. But I did not want. And ever since then, I've always kind of put up that password protection. So that way, anytime I purchase something, I always get that password kind of making sure, type in your password to confirm the purchase. So be sure to obviously have that kind of going for you. And uh, obviously, uh, other. You know, uh, information. So, like Internet Matters website uh, that helps with uh, parental controls, you know, parents protecting uh, younger people. The same with uh, Think UK now as well. Um, as well as uh, obviously, fairly help uh, for information on phishing and scams and, and such. Uh, go to um, ncsc.gov.uk uh, where you can find uh, um, slash collection slash phishing scams. So obviously uh, find out more information there. So I think I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan, for all of your tips, bud. That was, uh, yeah, no worries. That, that was, that was a lot. That was yeah, that super, is. super helpful. Yeah, yeah, like, it is. Because obviously... People, many many people obviously know how to be protected, but not too many people will know. Like they probably know about antivirus and passwords and stuff like that, but they probably don't know about phishing, you know, spam and yeah, you know, and you know what people can identity theft and everything like that. So it can. Like, I've done four years of IT. Hmm. Security is burned into my brain now, so <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like oh, it's always been like everything I go to now is always every time I do an induction or anytime I do um, a course, internet security is one of the main topics every time. So I always want to make sure that you're following the law. They always want to make sure that you're being safe and protected, even at work and at home. So obviously, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But a lot of them that I, I wouldn't even think of. Um, yeah. But anyway, 
I think uh, yeah. Everyone, long, everyone's, prob- <laughs> everyone's probably bored of us talking now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, I'm, it's a it's a long one, but we obviously had a lot to cover, and uh, obviously thank you guys to um you know thank you know thank you for obviously sticking around this long. <laughs> yeah, and, fa- and thank everyone else for listening. Uh, I hope that like anything gets taken away from this. Like, I hope it was nice and well helpful for it. If it helps at least one person, that's awesome. Um, also, if you'd like to know more about anything else we have mentioned in today's episode, please find all the links which we've discussed and anything else will be in the description box below our little episode titled Synosis Finn. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah, as always, get in touch if uh, if you got like a suggestion on what we could possibly discuss next. <clears throat> Um, well, if you just want to share your own experiences, uh, it'll, um, there'll be a, another link in the description box if you want to contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, um, we'll be planning to talk about experiences and uh, uh, a place very dear to my heart. <laughs> uh, being a young carer, um, you know, obviously, got a lot to talk about in that. So I hope you guys obviously stay around to listen to that one as well. So. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, Thanks, uh, everyone. Th- thank you, Bo and Gary, for joining me today. No, thank you. you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs>